everybody welcome to the new live stream and today me and joel are going to be talking about the cars of tomorrow Hey everybody, welcome back to Car Side Chat. This is the new live and I don't know, this is like the new thing. And it's we were working on this for a while. We had it all flopped down and now it's back and I'm ready to roll with this. So we got this. Uh, where can you see it? As always, I'm your host, Primo. I got my little thing down. I don't know if the color works for that right now, but who knows? It's going to be something in the future, but I'm very happy to have that. And also our new website is up and everything is good. But the crazy thing is, is all the different places that we are right now. So I kind of figured it out. We're going to be, I think right now we're on Twitch. Um, we are on Facebook right now. Should be streaming on Facebook. We are on uh, YouTube. Then we have places like uh, all the different stuff that's going to be going up afterwards, like Spotify, Amazon, Google, all the craziness. So there's different places you can go to. I don't even know all the places that these are available. So the thing is, is go over to executive automotive society.com. I'm going to try to get everything put in one little area in there. So you guys can see um, exactly what's up with that. And that way you can, you can have your stuff. But um, some of the big news that happened, uh, if you guys didn't know, Randy uh, known as Savage from Savage Garage uh, Tillum passed away uh we there's a reason that i haven't done anything on that right now and the reason is because uh i do have some inside information i just don't know how accurate the inside information is and they've kind of asked us not to say anything at all so i am not gonna say anything until i am 100 and i think that there will come a point when they're gonna have to pretty much it, it announce what happened with that so anyway, um, yeah, and there's just just a lot of crazy stuff. But I want to get my guest in here, um, as usual. My big man, always whenever we do the first show of any kind of thing, I like to have him on first, and he's a huge supporter of the show. Welcome back, our boy, Joel Chappell. Uh, how's it going, buddy? Uh, it's it's going well, I oh, guess. Oh, good. No? And I don't, I don't know where it's going, but it is you, going. You you always you always sound like it's like is it the end of the world or is it the new world? Uh, you know or? you just you know live yeah. live life and 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 laugh about it. Yeah. Well, I got uh I got a big thing for you. So Joe, uh, saying what's up, Primo? What's up, buddy? Um, and then we'll see. If that's it for right now. I I'm gonna respond to. I got two things. I got to respond both in the chat if I can, at the same time while we're doing this. So this is new for me. Do I? I mean. Am, I don't know. We hopefully we're breaking this. Hopefully, if everything sounds good, so you guys out there that are watching, if it has good sound and everything is perfect, uh, it's the best time. Do you, Joel, do you love being a part of the uh, the experiment, which is our new live stream? It's funny because I have like <laughs> I have. It, it seems like I'm always on in on your experiments. Yes. So it's always a little bit nerve wracking because then I'm always afraid that if it goes horribly wrong, is it Joel's fault? No, that's the beauty of this. <laughs> See, that's the classic moment we have here. If this breaks, it's not, you have nothing to do with it. You're fine. Everything yeah. is golden. Yeah. And, and it's funny too, because I have a friend you know, who unfortunately passed away a couple of years ago, but he was doing like the podcast kind of thing. And like one of his very first ones. Uh, and I, I called up in the middle of his show to like, you know, show up in the middle and, and like share all the deep, dark secrets from his high school days kind of thing. And, so it seems like I'm always involved in somebody's first podcast somehow, like uh, people that I know. Well, you're you're probably you're a very supportive guy. And the other thing is, I mean, let's be let's be honest. Your website. Um, and let me see if I can get a full screen of you here, right here, so you can everybody can see it. So here's all his different stuff: Twitter at NEAS Web Guy, Instagram at Web NEAS, Facebook at New England Auto Shows, and then NewEnglandAutoShows.com. If you see at the lower left there that huge little area there. That's how you get in touch with him and see his website. Um, you are, you're such a supportive guy in the community that just really, that I don't think you asked for anything in return. And then you're just sharing out this passion for cars. I mean, it's, it's gotta it be really something. Is, it, it really is a labor of love, certainly. Um, and, and <clears throat> you're right. Like I'm, I'm not really, I'm not really expecting anything back at, you know, except maybe like a, great job kind of thing you know like i i live for like the 
thanks for what you're doing kind of thing. I, I think right. that's, that's always like an amazing. I um, think you just want to take the nice pictures of the ladies. Uh, you know, <laughs> while, while that is great, I'll, I, you know, I do like taking pictures of the nice cars too, you know, and I think that's the, yeah. uh, that that's the most, um, you know, amazing thing that I, it seems like now that I've started this and I've gotten to go to more prolific, uh, events, uh, and you get to see more prolific cars kind of thing and, and have the opportunity to get a little bit closer to them. You know, don't I think, be shy. Get a little I think closer with years all ago, the models that will slap you in the face. Right. I think 15 <laughs> years ago, if you told me that I'd be able to take like a, you know, a picture of a McLaren from like four feet away, I would have laughed in your face. And then like within yeah. like, you know, within like months of me starting my website and getting a little bit known, yeah. there I am at the, the international auto show, like early with a press pass. Right. And, and literally like, you know, able to like stick my camera inside the freaking car. And that was just like, right. that was, that was insanity to me. Well, imagine to you look at my world. Like I was raised. I mean, the thing is, let's look at it from the reality of the insanity that I started off as a uh, 14 year old boy working in a tobacco farm. Like we <laughs> had the, the most I had to look forward to was making furniture, Bassett furniture in, in, in Virginia, um, to going up, getting into this weird car thing, showing up at all these dealerships that oh, they must've thought I was crazy. I mean, I, I look back on it now and I'm like, how did I not get like just kicked out left and right to it, selling stuff, to working at Lamborghini to now people hand me the keys to their car and go, uh, can you do this VR video of my car and yeah. See, show that, what it looks like? I mean, it's just surreal that that's, you know, when I watch you do, you know, some of the, you know, you used to do, you know, uh, what it's like to drive and now you're doing the VR you know, version of, of it, it's, it's mostly the same com concept, but in a much more freaky way, because when I, I actually saw your first one and like, I was like moving the mouse around going, okay, this is <laughs> wicked cool. Yeah. And, you know, you can zoom in and look at Primo and, you know, listen to and talk and then you can turn around and going, Hey, watch out for that truck. Did you, you know, do it with a headset yet? I haven't done it with a headset. Oh, I was doing it with it the with mouse and I'm, I'm sure that's the way to do it. Um, yeah. It's just so weird being, it's almost like you're a disembodied head hovering above the chair. Right. And and I've actually thought about that maybe in the other show that we would actually put a, you know, like a place where you actually feel like you're the passenger or the driver or something. But I don't want to block any of the vision when you're driving. Right. And that's right. the only thing we had here. But, oh, yeah, here's a comment. I'm going to love this. This was definitely for you, uh, Rodney, who is the absolute master of all that is camera and ladies out there says the pics of cars and ladies is my job and hi well, everyone so well rodney i, I can i can say like for the last year was for, uh, the first time that i actually got to do that um and and was actually asked to do it uh <laughs> and um i i seem to have been like very well received while i was doing it so uh yeah i probably will possibly be doing more but it's not something that i'm like absolutely like you know hunting to do kind of thing and, and that was at meet new england right that was your first it was one? at me new england um it it literally was a case of i went there to cover the car show itself i wasn't even there for you know i knew they did this you know calendar thing right. and and, and I'm not going to say for certain that I went and watched a YouTube on how to take pictures of models like the night before. <laughs> um, but, but I literally kind of did that. There's no way that it's going to happen. You know, I, I, I kind of did that. I said, so I, I, I did, I showed up with my car and then I walked around with my camera and took a picture of like all the cars that were there. And then I saw them with, uh, um, one of the one of their main photographers with with a group of the ladies and and I said you know what you know for the article that I'm potentially writing for this let me go over and take some pictures of them in action and if they if they give me dirty looks for taking pictures of them you know it's you know it's it's easier <laughs> to ask forgiveness than it is to ask for permission exactly <clears throat> and when I did it uh, they literally turned around and said hey. Uh, and I was actually recognized for what I do with the cars. And, and he was like, listen, you know, stick with us for a little bit and take, take some pictures with us and see what you get. And, uh, it kind of changed my world, uh, a lot. I, I learned a ton. 
um, not just from those photographers, but also from from the women themselves. You know, where they, uh, you know, they were they were very, very polite with the old fart. Uh, you know what I'm? I'm thinking that's something that we need to do. We need to have Rodney and you on the show at some point because I think a lot of both just getting into the photography world and doing it in a way that I want to say makes it successful or at least, yeah. you know, per, per, I mean, positive I, I, or productive. I'm still not hundred percent sure that I'm like, I'm like successful. Um, right. I certainly get, uh, I do get complimented, but I don't know that like, you know, anything that I've done, I, it, it's funny. Like I can take like, uh, <laughs> thousands of pictures at a car show and, and, you know, come back and maybe, you know, 300 of them are good, you know, right. uh, type of thing. Well, that, no, I, that's, uh, that's one of the reasons I, I'm, I don't know why I can do it with video, but I can't do it with photographs is because yeah. I will take a thousand photos. And then at the end of it, it's like, I, I toss out like 80 to 90% of it. Well, I'm not happy. And it's, it's a double-edged sword too, because when on the, on the website, I, I don't want to overwhelm my, my audience with 500, 600 photos. Right. Although I do try to say that like, I like, I'll, you know, if I go to like a, like a large show that's got a thousand cars, I'll try to get as many cars as I can get and put it up there. My concern is, is that like, if I put 700 cars on a gallery, is everybody going to like, actually like, that's my point. Through yeah. Also, or, or should I just do the highlights yeah. um, and, and get that um, kind of thing. But, um, it's a tough call. And, um, and when, it, when I did do, uh, I did do two separate articles for that, um, uh, that show. Um, I did, uh, I did the article for like these, these are the cars. This is what I saw for, you know, for cars at, at meet new England. Mm -hmm. And then I did a, <clears throat> a separate article that was basically what it's like to take pictures of something other than cars. <laughs> right. And, uh, and I'll tell you, I, I, like I said, I learned a lot uh, during that. And I also learned that I needed to up my game with a little bit of equipment. Mm. Um, so I did buy some different lenses and different, uh, um, different equipment that if that I can now go into that realm with a little bit more confidence. And I did follow up with um, some, you know, follow-up shows there um where with and showed up with you know different lenses and realized oh boy did i have the wrong lenses that first time so yeah okay so let's talk live is saying yes live show that's brian um he's been begging me for um to do uh the live thing for a while now and it really was waiting until um till we got that website back and that was the big thing is i've been battling over and over again to do this website thing and getting, once I got it back, I said, this is it. We're going full steam ahead. We could. Um, and now of course it is. And, um, yeah, I'm very happy about that. Um, the other thing is we're going to, and we're going to keep improving on this. This is actually just day one. We had, I have so much stuff that is in the works for this and, um, and it, it's coming, but it just really brings back to what you were saying is you have that stuff. You go out to do your first show, whether you're a photographer and I did it both as a photographer and as video and as telling a story and you know, like the more you do it, the more you go, Oh, wait a minute. I don't have the equipment for that. I don't have the equipment for that. Now I have way too much equipment. And yeah. yeah <laughs> there, there is that, there is that point where you have, um, you know, you, you, you find yourself like, like just before a car show and you're kind of like, you, I take my camera bag and I'm like, Oh geez. You know, a now it's to the point which camera am I going to bring because now I have like five, yeah. and you know which which lens which primary lens which it's usually a given on that uh, front. Yeah. I usually use my seventeen to forty, um, yeah. and then uh, but then I might mix it up and go, you know, am I going to see people that I might want to take pictures of, kind of thing, or you know other things. So do I want to bring a larger, longer fo focal length? Um, not, so not, I, I gotta get off topic here a little bit cause we're about ready to jump into the main topic here. Cause we, we do this. We always get into something different. Do you like the single focal length or do you like cameras that, that do that have options? I like cameras that have options, I, yeah. you know, and, and, and I will tell you that my, my, I'm now, I always said that I wouldn't get into a full frame frame camera. I'm now on my second 
one. Yeah, um, right. And and it, it really was life changing once I finally like made the made the plunge to it. Um, and right now I'm on a Sony right now. I may go back to Canon, though. Yeah, I just think it's weird that people today, and we've said I've probably been on every show that we talk about this, it comes up is that you can buy like us. We have I have the big Nikon, you have your big camera, I've got friends that have got smaller stuff. But the yeah. idea that I have one friend who is just an iPhone master, he puts it okay, well takes his I, picture and it looks better than the stuff that I've seen. I will be the first one to tell you um that. 90%, if not 99% of a good photographer is the artistry of seeing the shot before they even yeah. squeeze off. Right. I, yeah. And, and they can use a true photographer can use any camera to capture that shot right. and, and see it and know what they need to do to set up for it and what angle they need to be at. And that's, that's a tough thing. And, and the other thing is too, is that you and I are like actually competing in, in the realm of, we have the worst period framework period uh, and setup period of any medium to, to shoot. Because when you go to a car show, it's not like we can tell the person, hey, move your car 13 mm -hmm. degrees this way so we capture the light that's coming right. perfectly. It's a dynamic environment. It's a dynamic environment mm -hmm. that you literally have no control over. So you literally have to do the best you can with what you're given. Right. You, you know, you and um and and that's very very tough you know unless you can like take the car and take it over to like 20 feet away or you know like half a mile away and set it up perfectly um it's a it's a very hard uh mission to accomplish but there there are people who can do it perfectly i will admit wholeheartedly that i struggled especially at the beginning my, my very first article was actually taken with my droid turbo uh motorola droid turbo uh phone and then I dragged out uh, an old DSLR that I had and, and you know, kind of said, you know, I used to take photography. I know what I'm doing. Right. And and I got very frustrated for like the first while that I like the, the shots that were coming out of the DSLR were not as good as my phone. Right. And and then it became a process of me relearning photography, which has right. actually been a fun journey for me. I think that's been half yeah. the the fun of doing what I'm doing right now. All right. So we, we got to get to our topic time. All right. Can't believe 20, almost 20 minutes into this already. And we're still like, we get, we get this way. Like I said, Rodney that's, out there, that's I the think, way that we do it. <laughs> right. I want to get, I do definitely want to get Rodney on here at some point to actually sit down and you, I want to have you guys all on. And I want you guys to just talk equipment. I want you to talk cameras and all that stuff. But tonight yeah. I want to talk about the cars of tomorrow and what we're going to be expecting from the future of what will cars look like? And the thing is, I don't think that people really have really envisioned what is coming down the pipe here and what, what it's kind of mean. Because back in the day, we used to have, so if you bought a, a, a car, and especially in the 80s, you'd have the entry-level trim, the car that everybody bought. So there was a six-cylinder Camaro versus the V8 Camaro. And then it kind of stepped up until you said, okay, I'm going to either buy the Camaro the V8 Camaro, or I'm going to get the Corvette because I got the money for that. And that's where I kind of wonder, like, where are we set for the future? And what do you think? What do you think the cars right now? Just an open ended question. What do you think the car of tomorrow is going to look like? Uh, what I want it to look like and what I think it's going to look like are two completely different things. Yeah. Um, what I do you think? Love, right. But I would love, I would love every car to look like an, like a brand new Corvette C8 you know, <laughs> in, in the future and, or at least a derivative derivative thereof. Right. But we know that's not going to happen. What, what, unfortunately I think the car has become a utility. It's right. not, it's not a love affair as much as it used to be. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and so it's, we're, we're still going to see a lot of trucks out there. I, you know, the, the trucks are not going away. Yeah. Trucks um, and SUVs. And and that's what it's going to be. It's going to be yeah. the SUV market. And, Do you think that's going to be I it, though, that, that. We, we only have those two? I mean, it, here's my thing is, is I think with the way we're moving forward and the type of choices that we have for cars and the amount of money that manufacturers now have to spend to put a car. I mean, we're looking at we had enough fight here in Massachusetts with uh right to repair we yeah. everybody voted on it it got passed now all of a sudden there's the, this new fight again that oh wait a minute it's we we're gonna 
hold it and now we're going to fight it. So we thought we were going to already have been decided on it. Now I think it's going to be moved to it's either June 1st or July 1st or whatever, but it's going to be right down the road again. So now we have to wait to come back to it. So these manufacturers are spending this money and they have to make one trick ponies with technologies that they don't have. And the best bet is to say, I, you know, they got rid of those sedans and they got rid of the coupes because they did, they couldn't have these throwaway cars at the end of every year. Now they needed to have something that's actually going to sell so they could produce this next vehicle. Um, and I think yeah, that's and they the want to, they want to produce it for the long haul too. Right. 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 Yeah, you know, they don't, you, you know, have to put your horses in the one bin and just go, okay, yeah. I'm going to, that's the trucks and that's the SUVs. Right. So. Yeah. And, and I think that's unfortunate. And, and I, I think, uh, Joe just kind of commented off to the side here that there's going to be a powertrain will suffer um, uh, deal. And, yeah. and I, I think he's right. Um, however, on the flip side of that, if we can get people to get into sports sedans again and. Well, I'll uh, show you one of the, one of the things that we've seen, and this is a perfect example is here you go. This is Lamborghini. So Lamborghini has an SUV. And by the way, this I'm SUV dying is doing, right now. I'm sorry. We'll <laughs> we'll we'll hear you later. But that's the thing is, is those kind of cars. So <laughs> for know. instance, and I was said Aston Martin, 224% increase in sales this year. Lamborghini, record sales. I want to say 40 to 50% of their sales is going to be that SUV. And it's all and, people who are just like garishly showing off that they have that much money. Yeah. You know, but the thing is, I'm for, thinking for, that for, I mean, everybody wants to jump on that bandwagon. Because I know, of and 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 you can't fault them for it. You no. know, I I can't tell them don't do it. Um, I, you know, but but my issue is is that it it's not a love affair with that car. It's not right. you know, it's not like when you bought a Lamborghini Countach. No, and, mm -hmm. and you fell in love with that car. Right. Um, now, you know. It, I, so I, I didn't do a significant drive with the SUV. It was very mundane in comparison because I really wouldn't have a time to really drive it. But it really didn't, didn't. I guess the word is, is it wasn't the SUV I thought it was going to be. There was a lot of performance in that car. And the thing is, is I think the, the Lamborghini is the exception, not the rule. I think yeah. with all these others, and I would like to drive the Aston Martin one. Uh, was it the DBX? Uh, I, I would love to, I mean, the, the Porsche wasn't too bad if you bought the, the loaded one. Um, and that's the thing is, is it's like with the Panamera and with the Porsche, people don't buy the base models up here. And then maybe that's different every place else, but I know here in Massachusetts. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think like in, in Germany, they're probably buying the base models. Okay. Right. Yeah, I can, you know, understand. like, you know, cause like one of the things that my sister observed when she traveled to Europe is that the different versions of Audis that are not here, you know, like the, the throwaway Audis that were over right. there that are not here because they don't, they just don't, don't ship them. To, well, you know, I think here. that we still should have, I mean, Alfa Romeo, I'm just going to say it, drop the ball by not having a station wagon. And yeah. I just, Oh, the, uh, to, to not make that Julia, uh, like the, 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 like into a station wagon to compete with the WRX. Are you kidding me? That was and, like, and somebody said later that they did sell something like that. And the demand for it was through the roof. Yeah. Like yeah. everybody. I don't doubt it. it. And I, I, by all, I'm not saying everybody can get away with SUVs. I really do think, um, Mercedes could but do you, it. You know, I, What's BMW weird? maybe, but Alpha was just screaming, "Do a station wagon!" And they didn't do it because market guys said no, it wouldn't work. So, so that Lamborghini that you just threw up there, and and then I threw up a little in like there you go, it's all its know, glory, right? <laughs> I mean, to to me, that literally is the quintessential Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser from. 1972 to 75 it's it's got a lot of power it you know the the vista cruiser had a rocket 350 in it you could get it with a three speed on the tree um you could even get it you could even get like a 442 version of it um and and it was a big utility vehicle that that nobody fell in love with you know it it, it was a utilitarian for mom to go and 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 pick up the groceries really fast. And then you handed the keys over to dad when you went on vacation right. and, mm -hmm. and towed a, uh, uh, a 
a pop-up trailer behind it, you know, kind of right. thing. And, and and that's exactly what the SUV market is kind of filling in because we don't have those big station wagons like we used to. Yeah. And, um, well, and there I you go, Cadillac CT6 Blackwing wagon. Yeah, yeah, and that thing's selling through the roof, right? Yeah. And it's it, the thing is, I told you, only Cadillac can get away with it. Alpha yeah. can get maybe Mercedes would get away Dodge with it. Dodge tried right? with the Magnum. Yeah, you know, that, that was a different kind of car, though, wasn't it? And the time it, it was, and off. and and I think it was very underrated too. You know, I, I don't it think was, it got, yeah. I don't think it got the, um, the recognition that it that it, it deserved. I think it's some, and then Joe, Joe, you can comment on this if you if you want. Is that I think there's a certain sort of preppy, luxury kind of attitude that can do the wagon. You can't just sell domestically wagon we're, domestically we're truck guys and i mean i i have an f-150 so i know um because there's so much usefulness to it and i have the cap on it so i kind of have for me it's a big wagon basically right but uh, but there's a purpose to it and it actually serves something and when i have my car i want something that's manual transmission it's got a little bit more power it's more performance right. oriented you know which that hugs brings the, me to the, next. the curves you know you know and 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 is a driving experience but do we see manuals in the future or is manual dead? no i don't you don't think we do we think it's dead no no i think i think the i, I think we're honda is probably going to be the last holdout and porsche uh i don't think porsche is much longer i think, they I, I think they're going to go before honda does Wow. Okay. I, I I genuinely think that that's probably a real uh a real statement. Um mm -hmm. and which is going to be really sad, you know, yeah. I think that that's uh, uh I, Honda has always gotten this weird technology with me that always um yeah, I needed a Hellcat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um but yeah, that the Honda has always got this new technology that's so awesome that I love to see that's so compelling and then they never use it. It's like it's yeah. It's like well, or they bring throw out your F one cars for the street, <laughs> right? They throw it and then they throw it at Acura, realistically. Yeah, casually. right. You know they don't. Like they, the don't they, you know, they, they don't throw it at the masses. You know they, yeah. they they throw it at the you know they throw it up at the, at the top. Well, um, that brings me to the next question. So, is um flappy paddles for yeah they, yeah yeah I, I don't know. It's the the thing is is flappy paddles are the the paddle part, but what does it connect to that gets me? Um, but that's, a, that's the question. Well, it's, yeah. I mean, we'll probably see a dual, you know, dual clutch systems for a long time, you know, kind right. of thing. But, I mean, that's, that's, that's what does, so what does this mean for f f like future performance is future performance? Like, I, and the thing is, it's really kind of bugging me because like we were talking about that right to repair thing. Um, how few people, especially in the car community, number one, don't know about those things. And uh, number two, aren't getting involved with, it. they kind of sit back and let it happen. Just thinking well, that it's going to work itself out. And it doesn't always work itself out. I mean, that's why we don't have skylines right now. Right. And I, th I, th yeah, I think it's because they, you know, you, you get trapped in this tunnel vision of I'm only working on my 1973. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, things. So it doesn't affect me. Right. You know, because, you know, uh, I'll just swap the engine. I'll yeah, right. You know, I'll just go to the junkyard and get an engine and, and, you know, get parts out of the junkyard kind of thing. Um, nothing will stop me. Right. Um, nobody can stop us. Nobody. And, um, and, but I agree, you know, that there, there's also kind of the, the thing is the car, car manufacturers have even made it harder for the average person to do their own work. Anyway. So they they're doing it on purpose. They are doing and, it on purpose. And it's the worst thing is, is I've actually seen people who are car guys or car gals look at me and say that they should do that on purpose, that they shouldn't lose money on proprietary information. And in some respects, I think I agree with them. But the idea of like I there don't. has to always be that aftermarket concept, the idea that um, you have to be able to have options, because if not, Every time you go to a dealership, it's, you know, that, that part you can get for $20 any place else is $500. I mean, You're like, that's what's the logic in that. And then in the 1950s and 1960s, a automobile, a car's user's manual actually had the torque specifications for your head. Yeah. Right. And mm -hmm. told you which, which way to tighten the, 
the lug nuts on your tire <laughs> if you had a flat and right. and then told you you know which exactly which oil to get to change and and all that i i think it's going to the point right now where that well i mean certainly there's there hasn't been a head specific specification on a on a car's owner's manual probably since the 70s no it says currently don't drink the contents of the battery right you know <laughs> and 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 but the other thing is too is like i'm i'm absolutely blown away by the fact that when i got my 2018 civic si yeah i opened up the trunk and i lifted up to, to look at what I was expecting to see was the, ah, there's the donut. Right. Nothing. No donut. No, no donut. No, no donut. You know, it, it's literally the expectation is, is that when I have a flat, I am yeah. to call and get towed. That's right. You don't and, do any of that stuff. And it and was funny because we saw that. That blows my mind. Like I was seeing a class today of people that were teaching kids how to change tires. And the worst part is I was thinking that exact same thing. I said, mostly if they own a BMW, if they own certain cars, yeah. they're on run flats. And the worst part is, is they, these companies will put run flats on their cars and people will go, I hate the feel of the road with the run flat on it. And I yeah. just. I'm like, yeah. do we do? Is this really the the future that we're headed for? Is is it comes to the point of, you know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, but yeah, let's see what Joe had to say here because I'm like this. Fill blinker fluid as needed. Look at your BMWs. Done. I'm in. All right. Um. So th this and this is kind of offbeat here, but I think that it's very important. Is there is a 3D printed world out there? And there's a yeah. kit car world. A yeah. lot of this stuff is growing. Where does that fall into? Does that have a Because I'm seeing little or no 3D, world. huh? It falls into the custom world. I don't. But think does it does it does it get any traction? Or like my friend does custom. You guys have seen me probably in the past in videos at Custom Creations. Um, he if, yes. literally like you that. could take any frame and say we're he's going to laser print it. He can do anything, anybody, any style. You if you can dream it, he can build it. And he can build it out of carbon fiber if you want it. Right. Um, and the thing was, as I said, and I looked at him and I said, this has got to be some sort of future. You know what I mean? Uh, first thing I did on my car was ditch to run. Yes. I'm right with you, Joe. I did the same exact thing. But um, but I, I said. same thing on my Corvette. Right. <laughs> my Corvette my Corvette came with uh, run flats. And I said, bye-bye. Right. But that was my question was, as I said, he can 3D print a car. Is there a future in that? I mean, because let, let's say, for instance, I, here's a good example. So here's the new 296 GTB that Ferrari is going to put out. Look, that thing is just pure perfection on wheels. But that's yeah. the race car. We're never going to see well, that car. But we're, we can we're not, we're not see market. We could build that aftermarket. Well, I, we I, so what something. I think, I think what's going to happen is, I think, I think there's going to be a new market okay. for, um kit car market for it like for the car guys yes um, okay. right because it's not it's so basically i think what a niche a good niche market to get into is to kind of create whether they be electric or hybrid or even uh normally aspirated um forced induction whichever way we want to go mm -hmm. is to re literally create a rolling chassis that then you can like 3d print your panels um <laughs> Okay, perfect. Right? Yeah. I like think that's we by the way, you used to be able to do that for the race stuff. Back in the eighties, yeah. look it up. There's an old advertisement. I want to say it was six thousand dollars without yeah. the stuff attached to it. So you bought this frame. You bought the you frame. Got the, yeah. yeah, you got the stuff, but you all you had to do is buy the brakes, which I think were core you could do Corvette. There was another brand too of Dodge, I think, made something for it. But you could buy your brake setup, you brought your wheels, and then you just ladder frame drop the stuff in it whatever body you wanted to make that was your race car body and somebody yeah. was going to offer and you had your own car now i don't say that is a drivable car that's going to meet any yeah kind i mean of the problem is, is that nobody's gonna, i think you could yeah i think we're close to the point that we could make it so that like you could go and get a dot inspection and and exactly right, right. and 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 get it roadworthy type of thing if you do it right and follow you know, but, but I'm sorry if I can if I can make this any of my cars if I can make them look like right. that I am in sign right. me up because that's no, my, it, my, you know if I could if I could take my Corvette apart and you know and throw that like on top of it and still and still have AC still have 
But here's okay. So here's another question. This is something that came up with the old car market because they're coming with the new cars. The I guess the gas stuff is going to be going away. So I don't. We're going to discuss oh, what GM is saying that they want to be. They want to be completely off of gasoline engines by 2035. Everybody's saying it. Okay, so I'll just say it. Do you think they're really going to be able to pull it off? I don't think so. Right. That's my thing. And I, and I don't think so. This doesn't I think, mean I I think what we will see, though, is that, however, in on that realm, yeah. uh, you're going you're gonna to see two extremes and two extremes only. It's going to be hybrid and big blocks. And okay. So, so big blocks. I'm really torn on this because the thing is, is, is there's be there's a push that's pushing one way, and then there is a rebound that's pushing the other. And the problem is, is I don't know when these when the immovable object hits. The, I mean, the uh, immove. Uh, what is it? The immovable force. Oh, it's yeah, the yeah. unstoppable object. Whatever yeah. it is. How does that result? Well, what do we get when we're done with that? And I think that the market itself, no matter how much you try to legislate it, the market determines itself. And people right. these have to make money. People, so, well, I, I mean, so here's here's the thing. I think we're going to see we're going to see a lot of people because okay, first of all, yeah. any electric vehicles that are going to come out aren't going to be affordable for the masses, especially folks in the uh, you know the uh, I don't want to say lower class, but like the anybody who's like in it's the not city. an entry level vehicle. Let's just it, say right. It like it, I mean, I would even say like people that are making sixty thousand a year to even seventy thousand a year are probably not going to be able to afford and unless by the, financing it, for seven years. You know, bringing and, that up, I would like for all our electric cars to look like this. I mean, right. sign me up. I can buy one of these for thirty thousand dollars. I just I mean, don't uh, see brutally honestly. <laughs> I mean, brutally honestly with you, if if you could, if you could tell me that I'm going to have the Audi from uh, iRobot. Right. Oh yeah, dude. I, I yeah, mean, you go back to those. That's the thing is, is I think these cars are designed, and I'm going to say this, and people are going to hate mail me later for it. I think they're designed poorly aesthetically. And the thing yeah. is, is there's, I mean, like seriously, go back and watch some Mad Max movies and see some of those cool, like fighter pilot style cars that we used right. to dream about when it was electric. And if you make those and you would say even that Audi thing from like, like you, um, the iRobot or whatever though. Yes. People are into that. Uh, right. What was the other movie with the kid that was the robot? He was trying to find his home or whatever. There was another one. In oh, there. AI. Yeah, that was a, there was another one in there that I was yeah. like, people yep. dream about, you know, make a BMW out of Back to the Future, and I bet it sells. But um, but the thing right. I want to go back to that because we're like, yeah, I'm gonna buy that. Um, no, but they so they're 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 a finite amount of old cars. So once we start seeing the idea, I mean, the the demand right now is through the roof. There comes a point when people are already saying we can't afford these. Does there come a point when we can 3D print an old car? And if we do, and I know, don't don't everybody yell at me at the same time when I said that. I really want to look at it of how that is that car going to be accepted, or is it something that people really start getting hate mail and go, that is the dumbest idea ever. I don't think it ever devout. If you say I'm going to be able to make a fiberglass '57 Chevy for somebody to be able to afford it, I don't, I don't think, think that, that will. I don't think that will. Chevys. I don't necessarily think that will be that much of a thing i think it's going to be really extremely niche yeah um right it's not it's not going to be uh like a like a high demand item but but mm. historically let's talk about the fact that like how well um both ford chevrolet um and and uh, as well as um mopar dodge and and chrysler did buy retro cars that's what I you know, yeah. right you know like historically when they brought the retro mustang back you know and, and brought some of those retro lines back and then camaro did very much the same thing um and then and then woohoo right on the coattails of that suddenly dodge comes into the mix with with the charger and just like freaking like explodes yeah. like right you know and 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 now you go to a car show and that that you know the 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 Dodge is like occupying twenty percent of the car show scene just by you know what by what they did for the aftermarket you know to to allow after aftermarket type things and then they look like the really bizarre things of people leaving the shipping tape on you know <laughs> <laughs> you know I I mean it's it's so, it's so silly, but, 
Come on. <laughs> it's so silly, but but right. it's a thing though. I mean, right. it, and 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 kudos to it, you uh, know what? It could be worse. They could be going to Pep Boys and picking up chrome stickers to put on there. You know uh, what? I'll I mean, take the shipping tape any day over know, the old stuff right. that Pep Boys used to sell that people like. Why did you put that on your car? You the know, silhouette I, chrome girl in the in the in the pose. Yeah. You know, I, thankfully, <laughs> I don't see that stuff in the future. So, you know, no, and, I don't and, either. Uh, and and, 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 and going back to some of the old body kit stuff and the flashier right. cars, and there yeah. are a lot of stuff for low, like low riders are getting big right now. Yeah. And some of the hot rods are following them up. And those things are all about color and paint and aesthetics and just yeah. perfection. And I, I can't, I, I know for some people it's a little bit loud, but I can't not like it because it, right. it, it's, I think it, it, it comes to a point right now where we appreciate the work yeah. uh, the, uh, much more than we used to. Yeah. Uh, I, I think like, you know, if, if, if we, if we go back to like the car shows, you know, back in the day, you know, it, it really was all about maybe you change the heads, maybe you change the cam. Um, now there's like the new respect of like, you know, kids who are literally hooking up a laptop computer up to a, a car and and changing uh, 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 duration of, of uh, fuel spray and and you know and um, and timing and you know actually retarding them you know the the, the uh, spark you know via the computer uh, type of thing mm -hmm. and and then on top of that in some instances completely changing motors completely changing um uh you know angle of uh, uh suspension and and all that and we can we can make fun of like some of all that you know type of thing, this but, picture comes through so what you can see it but yeah stuff like this like that yeah i mean you know that's see that to me like what i love about that is the the that particular example is the love and there's no way you can't tell me that they didn't spend a lot of time invested in that paint job. Like, that's right. Yeah. But they, you, you know, know what? They, they, and okay, they're going to, people are going to get mad at me if I say that. They make it for me look easy in comparison to what, I mean, like, well, for me, that's uh, working. They're like, and, oh, you do a pinstripe here, you do this here. We do it tons of times. Well, but here's, here's how it's going to get worse, though, for, for it. It's yeah. it's worse than that because you're 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 close mm -hmm. because now you throw in where people can put a wrap through a printer and put yeah. that design on 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 a wrap I right think of that yeah right and 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 not even have to like meticulously tape off and meticulously feather with with a spray brush and 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 all that kind of stuff and it, it it's just I I. I, I think you're right. I think, you know, I don't know that 3D printing is going to be the answer, but I think the computer uh, world and like both like printers and sorry. And uh, <laughs> um, it, got messages you know, at the same time. So it was so funny that <laughs> right. um, so I, I literally think that, the, you know, the, the printing on on um, wraps is going to be a much bigger thing that's going to be coming. Uh, and that's and I, and I think it's already here, realistically. Yeah, do you, do you, so let's say you go to that meet and you have that quality car, and you come out and you go, okay, I have this car and it's just a printed car, and then the other guy comes out and he brings out paint. Um, that used to be a big deal, by the way. Yeah, you know, when people used to say like, oh, is that painted or is it dipped or is it is it a wrap? That would and the guys that were all the rust trucks originally were a lot of wrapping and then people decided to go back and say let's make real rust and i don't know patina's i like patina in real life done right and then but i also yeah. like the wrap stuff because they look good but that's the thing is is it in the future does that get kind of do we still get a pushback on that or do we go you know what hey it still looks great and it was easier for him to do it than it was for us to paint for 20 hours uh here's my argument in favor of saying it's still the same thing you still have to have the vision right. to envision <laughs> well, I, know, think, I think 
each one brings its own level of difficulty. So I think how right. you invest uh, cert something, cert certainly, you know what I mean? Like if you put enough design work into the paint, you still have to put the same amount of design work into say, okay, I'm going to print this, but you have to put it on. You have to make sure the design lines up perfect. There's still a ton of work that you're going to have to do to get there. Well, I'm, I know that I think the painting is effectively more difficult, but I think that each one brings its own level of difficulty to the table. I, I would put it in simpler language than that. Um, so it, 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 let's go back to like 1969 when the boys at, at, at Chrysler and, and Dodge and some guy says, Hey, let's paint um, this challenger purple. And you know, there had to be a bunch of guys that are like, Oh my, like, what the hell are you thinking? And he goes, no, 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 no. Hear me out. We're going to call it plum crazy purple. And, plum crazy purple. I'm in. And, right. And, and, and people are going to go nuts over this. Right. And, and tell, I'm telling you, once you see it on the car, it's going to be great. Right. And there, and I know in my heart of hearts and you know, there has to be like a bunch of guys that were around that boardroom who were just going, this, this guy's, this guy's going to get this fired. Guy's this this <laughs> right. And, and then suddenly that first purple car comes out with the black hood and, and suddenly, like, everybody was like, oh, my God, you know, and see, that's the thing. It's like what what I think in in every custom world, there's that person who has the vision to envision. You know, in other words, they can see what is going to be uh, what 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 the final product is before it's done. So that person that can, you know, whether it's rap and they're on the computer and they're actually doing that design on the computer, then printing it out. And I think, I think ECS just added it to rap is great if you want yeah. to change it up when you want. So there's, I, mean, I have just had my friend move to North South Carolina and he had to redo the paint on his car and it wasn't that, that slip through. Do you, do you have technical difficulties? You good? Oh, I'm like I'm just realizing that you know my Amazon Echo that responds to that word and it and it keeps that's what keeps going off. <laughs> so I was trying to get my daughter to turn it down. And we had a game one time when we were doing a race, and I had a friend that uh, I want, I don't think I think it was Lexus or something Lexi or whatever the the name of the program was, and he's in the thing racing and we're in this big competitive race, and I yelled into his microphone, "Hey, Lexa." And whatever it was, it stopped him dead in the race, opened it up on his screen. And they're like, what happened? They're like, can he just start swearing at me? Because he was yeah. <laughs> race. We ended up redoing it. I ended up winning. But it was so funny that I was like the first race through. We couldn't stop laughing because it literally dead stopped him on the track in the game. And it, yeah. was, like, it, it was highly competitive, too. Uh, yeah. But it ended up being the same race again. But I thought it was funny that, you know, he tries so hard just to have me yell into a mic. And it was like, hey, I just ruined your scene. <laughs> yeah. But right, I, literally, so I, I literally think like what the, the, the mark of a good custom car is having the vision to actually create that custom car. No matter how you do it. I don't, I don't, I don't I care how it's done, but to actually have the vision to do it and then, and then this, create this is, it, make it real. This is that, something too, I think is different now because I think the, the real question is, is and if we have to say, what is performance in aftermarket? Is performance dying? Um, in other words, in the yes. future, how do you how do you upgrade your electric car? Do we go in and hack it and that way we can go faster? Because we know a lot of these are just tune options that they put in to slow them down the same way you take a BMW and say, hey, that 146 mile per hour rev limit, I'm at a speed limiter. It's got to be. Um, so I mean, that those is that is is there a future for that in the tuning world um and i think that's the thing right, is it, so you're wondering if we're going to see sexy cooling fins on well, resistors think, right I'm, now, I'm more afraid that that pet boys will bring back the clone you know all the crappy aftermarket stuff to go on the yeah. new you know what I mean? I want to see some written it. Like I said, if, if there are certain things like these wide bodies, let's again, when I'm going to bring it up again. So this car right here, that's tastefully done, but there's a yeah. ton of aftermarket work. If you wanted to do something like that. So if you do it tasteful, nothing wrong with it, but I right. want to get into, we got 10 minutes left here. And I really want to go to this last thing. Cause I think this is really key to what we're having. Now, if you, if guys didn't know Lamborghini unveiled, it's Technica 
in the last couple of days, uh, about, about a week ago, I think it was. Um, but they unveiled it at a very special unveiling at their Lamborghini lounge. Now, if you don't know about that, it's a lounge dedicated to basically the, the idea of the concept of the car that you own. Porsche is doing something similar with their older cars. Um, and we're also seeing the idea of the, the discussion, and I don't know what it's going to mean down the road, but the idea of, of the how Tesla does their own dealerships. It's no longer a dealership idea. Uh, these mom and, uh, these old the regular dealerships the way they are, they the manufacturers reabsorb them, they take them out. Now you go to a lounge and you don't buy cars. You go to the lounge to hang out. So you maybe you have drinks there, maybe because Lamborghini has the the Ro- Ro- Roger Dubuis watches. So you have these collaborations with different brandings, which yeah. Lamborghini has done well with. They have wine, they have watches, they have clothing. Uh, for did it as well, yeah, I think they they right. they've done it as well, right? You know, they had the clothing yeah. line and the purse line. Right. Well, I think Porsche is the one that really is going to specifically go after the the cars specifically. But they all have this little lounge idea. Um, And the thing is, is I think it means to me that I don't expect them to be seeing the number of sales that they have down the road to be. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think they so they're going to start targeting these old cars that, um you know what I mean? Like it's, it's how do we market to that group specifically? How do we get them to brand identify and be loyal in brands that may not be as loyal anymore because everybody's basically going to be making the same car. So, uh, Oh, I, I stumped Joel. I feel good. There, I know, man. I know, and and because my 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 gut response is is that dealerships have started doing the the cafe slash, um, yeah, what Joe said coffee there, I mean, shop, right. uh, type of thing for as part of their like waiting room experience, um, you know, type of thing. So I I, I don't think it's a new concept. Now no. selling that as, selling that yeah. as a brand. Um, and and targeting towards old, older car owners, which which basically implies that you're trying to get them to bring their cars in for service slash. Uh, Hanging out. I, I don't I don't understand what the difference is on on that. I, I think with Porsche and especially Lamborghini. It is the idea of just coming in and hanging out. In other words, just like we used to have our coffee shops at Friday night or Sunday morning for our car shows or however you want to say it. Now we go to, we're Lambo guys. We go to the Lamborghini lounge. We're Porsche guys. We go to the Porsche lounge. We're Cadillac guys. We go to the Cadillac lounge. I would possibly argue that that's a niche that is more often than not already filled by clubs. Um, and, and specifically, I know there are a great number of, um, uh, Corvette clubs that tend to go to like, like a Chevrolet dealership. Right. And, and kind of do that to think like, like for instance, like Gate city Corvette club, um, they go to McMulkin, which is like the number two Corvette dealership. But isn't isn't there a place for Chevy to absorb those groups and capture them and say, I don't know. I don't know that that's going to be. I don't, I don't see that as them as the investment that they're going to put have to put in that to to see the return on that. I don't, I don't, mm-hmm. I I don't see that much of a return for them on that, um, because I think that's, um, for you know, first of all, making sure that like all your Chevrolet dealerships have that, uh, right. you know, type of environment to to have the, you know to be able to host that. That's a that's a larger investment than I think anybody truly realizes. I think Porsche could probably carry that off, but then I, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I think, speak- my thing was is I will. I think it will never. And and please, if you guys out there, I got an idea. Correct me if I'm wrong, and I'm okay with being wrong. In fact, prove me wrong. I would love for <laughs> me to be wrong, but I think it doesn't work at all for BMW. BMW will never see a return on investment with that. I worked with the brand for good God, six, seven years that I worked with them and sold to buyers. And I, I think the club stuff works great for them. I don't see BMW ever wanting to absorb that, but I do see it working exceptional for Ferrari, Lamborghini, Porsche, Chevy, Dodge, 
Chrysler, like the Cadillac, the, these brands, they, there's so many clubs, so many people that go to it. And the problem I think that has happened over the years is they haven't taken these people and appreciated them for who they are. I mean, am I, am I wrong yeah. in saying that? I don't think you're, I don't think you're far from wrong. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I, what in everything that you're describing, I, I, here's where Joel's going to get a lot of hate. Uh-oh. Oh, this uh, is new. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of what you're describing is already what's already in the Harley Davidson world. Oh, uh, yeah. No, I don't see that as hate. I well, see that. Well, well the, way, the way I'm going to, the way I'm about to describe it, because like I, I used to have, like everybody has that Harley friend, right? You know, yeah. that, that, that guy who's like the diehard Harley guy. And then, you know, he, he gets that fat boy and, and he, you know, or he gets that, that, that road king. And, and he tells you about that thing, like every day, like how great that thing is. And it's the best motorcycle on the planet. And then he rolls in on his F-150 pickup truck. And what does he have on that back window? Harley Davidson. A big giant Harley Davidson logo. And, and the first time that my buddy rolled in with that, I looked right at him and I said, how much is Harley Davidson paying you for that ad space? Yeah. Oh wow. And you know what? I uh, you you, you, I hit mean, I, you hit a nerve there, but I'm gonna keep saying like that. that but see, that's the capital. That's the capitalization that. They, <laughs> that's the capitalization that 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 car markets need need to like focus on is, and it's hard to do in the car world because it's not like you can you know these Harley guys aren't putting Harley Davidson logos on their, um, you know on uh on their Honda Magna, you know, right. You know, kind of thing. And so it's hard to do like a brand, um, recognition unless they own the car. And then it's not really a, then it's, it's not really a, uh, I see like what a, you're saying there, but that's the thing. It's here's, here's it. So you're the, you're the, and let's not use Harley. Let's say with this, I'm the Chevy guy and I yeah. love Corvettes. I'm all about the fast Corvette. I can't afford a Corvette. Now I go to a place and I'm hanging out in a lounge that's for Chevys. And I, let's say I have my Camaro out front. It's not an, uh, was it LS, LLS, LZ six or whatever the heck the new one is the one that I like so much, but, um, right. <laughs> that, let's say it's not that one. I don't have that car, but I have something, I have a really nice car, right? So I'm hanging around the lounge and I'm continuing to discuss it. And I'm like, you know, it really would be nice if I could get a Corvette. And then all of a sudden one of the guys says, and just like, in a Facebook chat room someplace, right? Some mm. guy says, I've got one. And you know what? Let's have the dealership broker the deal. Now you've opened up an opportunity for somebody to get the car that they want to take that step up, maybe get bridge that. Because that's the thing is, is a lot of times I'll look at people. It's a perfect example. Hey, it's hard to get in touch with a Lamborghini and get the keys to a Lamborghini. Right. No, not as hard as you think it is. It is going to take a little bit more work than say like yeah. a Corvette or something. But the thing is, is if you really want to drive that car, you can have the opportunity. And that's the thing is, is now they have a place where those connections are made that aren't mundane, like a Facebook chat room. Those Facebook chat rooms are cold. Nobody cares when right. you go. Right. Did you go to that event and you hang out with Corvette people? You see passion. You see real yeah. people that want to share right. their passion. And if somebody says, hey, I got a secondary vet, you know what? I'll, I'll sell it for this or I'll get it off my hands. And somebody there that could actually finance it and put you in that car. Don't tell me that guy isn't going to be like, what will the wife think? Or do I care? You know, like there's right. the opportunity to get in it and go. So, well, that was like my Venn diagram that I that I showed yeah. you the other day about like buying a, you know, do you you know do you want to buy that corvette yes then buy the corvette you right know, exactly. is, and that's is, the, is it about the price yes then so yeah well yeah, I, hate, I hate to say it but we have run out of time for the day i was trying to really push it because i know we will talk for days if we get the yeah, opportunity. We i do think that we got everything out of the way uh there's a lot of other stuff out there in the world so if you guys out there have anything make sure you put in the chat um if you come back and watch this video after it's done uh joel will definitely be back for some more stuff i'll definitely be back for more stuff we always <laughs> love having you guys around great for the chat tonight everybody that chatted or put some information out there thank you for sharing this moment with us. we're going to be back real soon i'm going to try to put some I don't know if I want to be consistent or if we're just going to have a ton of events, but we'll see how it is. And otherwise, you guys have a great night. And as always, keep rolling.